Well, praise the Lord. Boy, a, a week and a half of a lot of celebrations. I'm always looking for another reason to have a bowl of ice cream. But we had Christmas, Holy Family, Mary, Mother of God, and now the Feast of Epiphany. That's what I love about being Catholic, how we go deeper into these mysteries of the life of Christ through our celebrations at Holy Mass. I want to thank you so much, and I speak also for my brother Deacon Tim. Thank you for all your prayers, uh, especially these last few weeks that have been very much needed. But also thank you for all of your gestures of love, of kindness, and generosity over these last several months and especially these last few weeks. God bless you. Uh, I just feel very blessed to be part of this community and uh, deeply touched by your, your lives. I want to take a moment to welcome any visitors that may have joined us this morning. Bless you. We always love having you with us, and we hope that you'll come back and join us another time. This beautiful prophecy from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Rise up in splendor, Jerusalem. Your light has come. The glory of the Lord shines upon you. Upon you, the Lord shines. And over you appears his glory. And you shall be radiant at what you see, and your heart shall throb and overflow with joy. This prophecy was first fulfilled for Mary and Joseph, for the shepherds, and now we see for these magi. These magi were considered wise men, and they were wise because they dedicated their lives to seek the truth. My dear friends, we must always be people who seek the truth. And look at how God rewarded these men. That their journey would lead them to discover the one who is the truth and whose truth becomes a radiant light in the world, a revelation of God's splendor and glory. And the gifts that they bring, that they present to this child, are evidence of what God has already started to reveal for the growth of their faith. They offered gold, frankincense, and myrrh. What do these three things reveal about that child that they prostrated themselves before? Gold is symbolic of royalty, that this child is going to be a king. 
and not just king of the Jews. These were Gentile men, which means that this child is going to be king over the whole world, a king over the universe. The gift of frankincense. As you know, all forms of incense were burned before God in the temple. And so incense is a sign of divinity, which means that this child is not merely a human being. This child is God. The third gift is myrrh. And in your studies of that part of of history, we know that myrrh was used for wrapping and shrouding the bodies of those who died. What does that reveal about this child, this king? That he is going to rule and draw subjects to himself not by the abuse of power that tramples over human freedom. He's not going to draw people by a pompous display of wealth. He's going to draw people and rule by the giving of his life in dying for the world, dying for you and for me. (laughs) Imagine what it must have been like to see this moment of light, this splendor of God revealed and hidden in such humility and poverty. And yet this is going to impact the whole world. But there's another fulfillment of this prophecy that applies to us and to them. And that's regarding our response. These three gifts also represent how we respond to these three truths that are revealed. And what happens? Nations shall walk by your light and kings by your shining radiance. Whenever a person opens themselves to this mystery of light that is Christ, that light enters into them. And now we become a light of this mystery in the world in three ways. If this child is God, that means that our response must be that of worship adoration, and praise. Our being here today, our worship of Christ is filling this church with splendor. It is a beautiful witness to the world because we always have to remember that if we are going to do anything about this broken world, We have to bring ourselves and the world first to God, first to prayer, 
And in this moment of worship and adoration, God gives to us what we will need to bring into the world and to be that light. If this child is a king, that means that you and I owe him our unconditional obedience. And look at how many of the saints in our history have been such a powerful witness of persevering obedience to God's will, especially when life is hard, when we feel like giving up, when we get discouraged. It is all the more important to be obedient to the will of God in the things that help us grow in the love of God and the things that help us grow in love for each other. Obedience. And if this child, the Christ, gave his life for you and I, this means that our only fitting response is to give our lives for him in the way that we lay them down for each other. And on this point, I could stand up here all day and give examples from this community. Don't worry, I'm not going to stand up here all day. All the sacrifices that you have been making, especially over these last several months, in giving your lives for each other and for others. Some of those sacrifices I know about. I see them. You've shared them with me. There are many that I don't see, but God does. And they are beautiful to God. And they are part of the splendor and light of Christ in you that is radiating out to others. And yes, I know it is hard to continue to do this with joy and a good attitude. I know. Let's give that to God's mercy. <laughs> I can think, for example, of all the sacrifices that parents have made with regard to juggling education during this pandemic. My goodness sakes, the sacrifices that you have made and then the sacrifices of many of our children, our young people and young adults with regard to school and how different that has been and how many young people and children have not been able to see dear friends and classmates during this time as much as they'd like. The sacrifices you've made. Some parents and grandparents of family have needed more care during this time and how families have risen up to provide that care of those needs. The poor have suffered greatly during this time. 
because the number of volunteers has dwindled to almost nothing, and yet they still need our help. They still need to eat. I wish you could see all the sandwiches that were made by several of our parishioners that provided food for the hungry and homeless in downtown Minneapolis. And there were several that helped to serve those meals as well. The light of Christ. As we open our hearts in faith to this mystery, that light continues to fill us. And it comes out in worship. It comes out in our obedience. It comes out in the giving of our lives. And now we receive Jesus in the Eucharist. And oh, does he want to increase his light evermore. Let us receive this gift so that our light, the light of God in us, may be radiant in splendor and to fill the world with God's glory. Amen.